0: Hello and welcome to the first episode of the Get Spanish Football News podcast. My name's Tommy Hay and I'm joined uh, on a very rainy day in Madrid by the editor-in-chief of GSFN, Kieran Quill. You've been very busy over the last week. Have you been sleeping very much with all these
1: late-night transfer rumours? Yeah, it seems to really happen just before midnight uh, in Spain. They, te- they tend to leave it quite late. Over the last few nights it's been pretty hectic with lots of transfer news coming in and... Last night, Barca kept us all up really late with their news that Suarez was joining Atletico Madrid. So yeah, it's been it's been fun.
0: Yeah, five minutes to midnight that one was announced. That, uh, that, you, that yeah, you wonder what kind of timetable these people uh, keep. But yeah, it's a it's pretty big news that looks like a bit of a master play from Atletico. Two year deal. He's going to be in the same wage as Morata, be six million net per, per season. Morata's is obviously away to to Uv. You'd think he'd be happy, but he he'd left the training camp crying yesterday, he was really obviously upset. Quite a sad moment.
1: Yeah, I think he's he's a legendary at Barcelona, you know, third all time top scorer at the club. And I think it's kind of a perfect sign in for Atleti. Luis Suarez, I think it makes them genuine title contenders now because everywhere he goes he scores goals. People are questioning his age. He's thirty three now, but I think that he'll definitely bring goals to Atletico Madrid and him and Diego Simeone together, you know, they've got that fight in them. They're kind of similar types of guys, South American, fiery, really up for it all the time. And with Morada going, I think it's actually good news for Atletico Madrid. I think um Suarez will will come in as a leader to the team. He'll score goals and I just think that it'll be it'll be very interesting for them. And with Barcelona in disarray and Real Madrid not signing anybody, I think that Atletico Madrid are going to be up there this season We said this last season
0: though That those two weren't in their best moment And this was a big opportunity for Atletico And I think they saw it like that as well mm. Simeone, if you'd ask him now He would say, well last year was a season of transition This season can't be another season of transition you No, know, this is this. They really need to take advantage of this And I would ask you this Do you see any parallels between This signing of Suarez And maybe if you go back to 2013 Villa coming in, David Villa coming in At, at certainly do
1: absolutely yeah a lot of Barca fans were writing Suarez off he got a bad injury in January which ruled him out for four months and they were th- they were saying you know it's it's time for you to go um, forgetting like what he's done at the club he, he scored 198 goals in six seasons there and he's been involved in almost 300 goals so huge assist numbers as well he's actually scored more goals at Barca than Morata has as a footballer <laughs> so in, in the six seasons 198 goals Morata's got 116 career goals so, you know, I think Simeone is getting an upgrade in a very, very key position where Atletico have been pretty poor over the last 12 months.
0: Oh, it's de- definitely what they were lacking at m- major moments last season, just at various points. Sometimes they were difficult to watch because you just didn't believe that they were going to score at any point. A few of those games, you know, you could have, you could have predicted the result as nil-nil before it kicked off because they didn't have that out-and-out striker. Yeah. Murata will put in a shift for you and all that, but it's he's he's not really what they need. He's not what, what a league winning team uh, has in their ranks. Some people were questioning just because of the nature of his career, he's kind of always been like that, hasn't he? He he's played at the top level. There's no question he's a top player, but yeah. he's never really never really made it. Is is that he's never really been a you know, an an out and out top class striker.
1: Yeah, he's he's never really grabbed it by the scruff of the neck, has he, anywhere he's gone and like really come up with big numbers and I think he started quite well last season at Atletico Madrid and their fans were getting quite excited. Murata himself is an Atletico fan, so you're thinking, okay, here we go. He's gonna he's gonna get into double figures and, and maybe push them in the title race. But it didn't happen and I'm not surprised he's gone back to the event this uh, club that, that likes him a lot as a player. He's still quite young, so it's like every season you're giving him another chance. But I think with Suarez, you're just kind of guaranteed goals. And yeah, he'll come in on a two-year deal, Suarez. So you'll be earning top bucks there. And Atleti will pay six million in variables to Barcelona. So I think it's a pretty good deal all round. Whereas with the Morada one, he's going to join on... It's a one-year loan with a, an extension on that loan deal possible for a second year, plus the option to buy. So the loan deal for this season is going to cost 10 million euro. Uh, the second loan deal would cost the same price and then if Juve want to sign them, they'll pay Atleti 45 million <laughs> so th- you could see that happening really especially if Suarez makes it happen you could you could see Juventus signing Murata. Juventus have plenty of money behind them as well
0: yeah another thing just finally on the, the whole Atletico situation they are staying true to their word of not breaking the bank at all and trying to keep things on an even keel I think it's been very impressive how they managed to do that mm. again more parallels with that League winning season Not much money spent But it's really promising They've got a good mix Of talent And experience And I I think it's going to be Really exciting If I was an Atletico fan I'd be very Very excited for this year
1: And even an outside chance Of Raul De Tomas Coming in Yeah From Espanol Yeah there was Talk of it last night On Super Deporte Uh, The fact that Morada's going Costa could be going as well And So with Suarez up there Simeone likes to play With two strikers And De Tomas you know, he's, he's got a 60 million euro uh, clause there at the minute. So I think they might work on like a loan deal or something because Oletico definitely can't afford to bring him in um, because they're not going to spend heavily like, like most teams in La the Liga. They just can't afford to do it. So that, I think that would be a pretty good sign for Atletico Real de Thomas. he's
0: a weird case though because I remember when he arrived there Espanyol were really struggling and he scored something mad like four goals he scored in each of his first four or five games and became their
1: like. top scorer yeah that yeah. was
0: absolutely mad and then he just completely disappeared as they as they started to sort of fall away again yeah so did he yeah. so he's a bit of a. I think he's still a bit of an unknown quantity kind of thing but he's certainly too good for that league yeah Um. and I think yeah I think it could be a good one as well I saw Roca as well was mentioned yeah
1: Yeah, Mark Rocca, he's he's been in the kind of, um, you know, he's been on Atletico's mind for quite a while now, so I don't know if that one's actually going to happen. There's talk of Lucas Torreira from Arsenal as well, Simeone has already spoken to him about it. Uh, Atletico are again looking for a loan deal with that one, possibly with the buy option then, but I think Arsenal want to get rid of him on a permanent basis because they need the money for for sign ins that they're looking to bring in themselves. So there's still a lot to happen in the next ten days or so. We go until the fifth of October.
0: Yeah, I think I think he's a semi player, quite kinda of small, kinda of pugilistic, like a yeah. boxer. You know, he's 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 I think he's I think he would be a, a very good fit for them. Uruguayan got that bite. That's it, got that kind of touch of madness. Mm. So yeah, maybe. Bit of moving to Barcelona as well. Uh Ser- Serginho Des, is that how you pronounce it so it looks like a kind of uh, Galician named Serginho <laughs> Dest I asked the Barca is this about 20 million I think this one's going to be well uh, it will, looks like he's going to go off there anyway yeah um, another right back which is weird because they just got rid of Semedo after <laughs> what seems to be an eternity of getting rid of him <laughs> Um, and now they're just going to send another another rate right back, will be a very promising one.
1: Yeah, at the time of recording, it's still not official with the Dest one because Bayern are really close as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Bayern have offered Ajax more money than Barca, but supposedly, according to according to some sources here in Spain, that Dest wants to join Barcelona. He's even been seen on his Instagram wearing Barcelona tracksuit tops in recent yeah. months as well. But yeah, it was a crazy day on Tuesday, just there this week at Barca with Suarez. Going to Atleti, Nelson Semedo Wolves, Manchu, the Barca B midfielder to Girona, Arturo Vidal to Inter for 1 million euro, not a bad deal for Antonio Conte, mm-hmm. and Jorge Cuenca, Spanish under-21 centre-back to Villarreal, Barcelona have a buyback option on that, so it's been a crazy week at Barca, I mean it's been crazy months at Barca, like we're talking about Barca every day, Yeah. whether it's board level, on the pitch, off the field transfers. You know, it's just constantly happening. So, yeah, death would be 20 million plus 5 million in variables. Uh, they also approached Norwich City's Max Ahrens, but Norwich rejected the offer. Imagine you're, you're Max Ahrens, <laughs> Barcelona is coming in. And arch turn, turned it down. You're just thinking, no, lads, come on. I don't want another year in the championship. I well, have a good story to tell down the pub in
0: a few years, though, I think, no?
1: Yeah. Uh, I was about to sign for Barca. So All right, they, okay. If they get Dest, I don't think Max Ahrens will be coming to camp now. No. It's also, I mean, I think it makes more
0: sense to go to Barca. you get got more chance of getting a game there. There's a lot of competition at Bayern. And yeah. um, I think, yeah. This is the first week I would say that nothing genuinely crazy has happened at Barcelona there's off the field stuff but it's really just the run of the nil transfer kind of thing there's no there's no madness you know uh, last year was the referendum and all that and the, the vote of no confidence and everything and it was then we had the whole Messi saga in weeks previous so yeah. this has been a quite a, a quiet week by Barcelona's standards but still a lot of movement something that a lot of people are talking about that people are worried about here is what seems to be a, a bit of an exodus to, to the Premier League and to, to other leagues you could probably throw the Italian League into it as well which you know there's a league that's coming back again but you've had Fran Torres away earlier in the summer to, to City Semedo away to Wolves is away to, to Leeds Diego and, yeah Diego Llorente that mm. is yeah he's away to Leeds uh, to sort of try and beef up their, their centre back position they're not doing too well they've okay they got three points but they lost seven goals in two games yeah. so they're needing a bit of help there um, It's it's are we witnessing a bit of a sea change with like players This no longer being the best in the world? I know it's very difficult to say and you know this is what we love. We do love Spanish football. Mm. We love La Liga. But it does seem to be that, that we're hemorrhaging really good players here. I mean, mm. g- give you an example, when was the last time you saw a guy starting for Spain who played for Leeds? I know. Up front. I know. you know in Rodrigo. So it's like, it seems to be things are really shifting in that direction. Yeah, the
1: the money's in the Premier League. It's as simple as that. You've got... Wolves paying 35 million for Nelson Samedo. It's it's crazy, really, when you think about it. And then you know, like Wolves sold their Irish right back Matt Doherty for, mm-hmm. for 16 million to Spurs, and then they've gone and spent 35 on Semedo. So there, there's just loads of money in the Premier League. And yeah, we've lost we've lost lots of talent this summer in La Liga. It's it's pretty sad. But Ass had a report just yesterday saying that. Uh, this summer has been the the lowest amount spent on transfers since the summer of 2012. So it's all been
0: internal stuff as well. It? If you think about BRL, you know, it's been Parejo, Coquelan, mm. Kubo, it's all internal stuff and mm. the, these are the big name signings so it's that's true.
1: Yeah. So it's like this is yeah, it's a big change. Like the the lowest Amount spent in eight years, Covid's had a massive impact, and the Premier League's coming in and getting players are probably better deals than, than they would have paid for previously as well. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and also chance for more youth players to come through. But we've that...
1: a lot of good players coming through. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, we're going to talk about Real Sociedad in a little bit. Before we do, I think the, the story of that evening, Sunday night, uh, Real Madrid against uh, Real Sociedad it has to be Marvin Park. <laughs>
1: Tell us about this guy yeah Marvin Park ex Tranmere Rovers so definitely an interesting story he he has a Nigerian father and a South Korean mother but he's played for Spain under 19 level so Mm -hmm. very very interesting case he left Tranmere when he was 12 kind of out of the blue the club didn't know where he went but his family moved him back to Spain and he joined the local team in Mallorca there was eventually snapped up by Real Madrid and joined La Fabrica at 16 just four years ago. So he's now 20 and Zidane gave him his debut on Sunday night against Real Sociedad. He's a very tricky, fast winger. Looks really positive on the ball and definitely one for the future. I think he's, he's quite exciting Two-footed going as well. forward. Yeah. Yeah, he's uh, he's definitely one that Tranmere lost out on. <laughs> it's amazing he just
0: did that. Uh, is it called an Irish goodbye when you just leave the bar? And you know yeah. <laughs> he just did an Irish goodbye at Tranmere, but um, yeah, it seems that Raul seems to be a big fan of his, and he was a coach of the uh, Castilla. Yeah. So Dan obviously likes him as well. I gave him twenty minutes the other night. Yeah. Some story, and this is the the thing that because it was a nil nil draw. The sort of Twitterati and a lot of elements of the Madrid press were were saying basically that Madrid are lacking creativity up front and this guy, you know, it's early days and stuff, but, you know, it could be possibly a long-term solution to that. He's only played 20 minutes, so we can't get ahead of ourselves. Um, Playing devil's advocate... Do Madrid need to make a, another marquee signing? That's what always happens if they don't win constantly. The the fans and the press always call for big name signings. Is mm. it too early to be talking about that yet? Or do they do they lack creativity? Do they need something?
1: Yeah, I think like it's match day one, so we can't really get ahead of ourselves. This is a team that you have to remember won the league three months ago, um, winning ten games back to back. So you know, and it's. It's just a nil-all draw, which isn't the worst in San Sebastián against Real Sociedad. It's not really the worst result. But I suppose when you're looking at that team and you see Benzema up front on his own again, you're thinking, okay, Zidane knows the system. Benzema's going to play alone. Jovic didn't come on the other night, and that was with Zidane making five substitutions. So that kind of says a lot about Jovic as well. The other striker he has there is Borja Mayoral, who's been linked with a move to Roma. So you could argue that they need somebody like a number nine they were linked to Edinson Cavani, but supposedly that's not going to happen now. You know, if, if Benzema does get injured, well, you could you could make the argument for someone coming in there. And there's going to be lots of Copa del Rey, there's going to be Champions League. So he's definitely going to need someone up there. But Florentino Perez comes out again and again this summer and he says that we're not making any signings and it's just not going to happen Odegaard came back in from his loan away at Real Sociedad so that's kind of like a new signing because last year he just took off and he's, he's like a player ready to hit La Liga running and you know they've got pretty much the same team as as the team that won the league as I said just three months ago so you'd have confidence as a Real Madrid fan going into the season but those players who play through the core of the team Ramos, Modric, Benzema they're, they're all a year older now they're all in their 30s and there's obviously confidence in that squad, whereas Zidane could be knocking on Perez's door saying, "Listen, we need we need players. We're after getting rid of so many. Like, they're getting players off their books because they want Kylian Mbappe next summer. Yeah, they got 30 million for Reguilón going to Spurs, who's a good defender, but he's already got Fairland, Mendy and Marcelo in that left back position. Young Gutierrez can come in there as kind of third choice left back. So that's kind of that's kind of really well covered there." Um, go on.
0: the 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 point was made the other day that they just shipped off Bale and Regulon. so it's like these are guys. regulon has been criticised for his defending at times, but going forward, he's brilliant. He's mm. really good, creative player, and then we all know what Gareth Bale's like. So they've just got they've shipped these two guys off. Yeah. You probably assume money comes into that because of the wage bill, particularly with Bale's wage bill. Yeah. Um, and now there looks like there could be a little vacuum if Benzema does get injured. I think so a lot of people were making that point more than anything. It's not necessarily just the centre forward position, it's just in general that they're they're lacking a bit of creativity there.
1: Yeah, I think you know, it was a very large squad last year. You're talking 34 players at the start of the season, and Zidane doesn't want players hanging about. The likes of James Rodriguez, he's gone, he was on big wages, Bale was on big wages, so that's freeing that up again and balancing the books for the possible investment in, in Mbappe next season. And Oscar Rodriguez went to Sevilla. Akraf Hakimi went to Inter that's another 40 million you know what I mean so there's money coming in normally it's splashing and all the money's going out and Florentino's happy to do it but with a new stadium coming up and Covid it's just not possible this time around and they've also done a lot of deals where players have gone out on 50% right deals where Madrid basically keep 50% of the players rights and then a first refusal rights on any offers the holding Club may receive in the future. So for example, Danny Gomez went to Levante, mm. um, Javi Sanchez went to Real Valladolid. So they're kind of keeping hold of these players. But there's also money coming in at the same time. Yeah. Um so yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting season, but it's a strange summer with no Real Madrid. Marquee signings, definitely.
0: Yeah, but you, again, you've got to take the, the the time that we're living in into mm. into consideration as well. Did you mention before though the the sort of spine of the team that won the league last year? It's all still there, and there were still quite a lot of good performances. Crows was excellent, as you. It's, we just expect him to be now. Yeah. Varane I thought was good as well. He had a little bit of a wobble towards the end of last season. He had a couple of games where he wasn't wasn't at his best and mm, made, made a few man mistakes. Man City Champions League. Yeah. Oh that was terrible. But um no, he's he, he was great the other night, possibly sort of man of the man of the Jornada, you know, man of the La Liga Day. Yeah. I thought he was absolutely excellent. Uh, good individual performances. I think Real Sociedad were fantastic as well though and I was a little bit worried about them because I've got a soft spot for them I think they play some nice stuff but they really collapsed towards the end of last season mm. and you were just wondering are they going to be able to continue to play Llorente is away now but the the the, the centre half El uh, But absolutely excellent I saw one publication described him as the fireman because he kept putting out any kind of danger that was there and he really controlled the, the, <laughs> the Real Madrid attack mm. they look good defensively they look quite dangerous Um. Barin uh, Barinachias another another poor young guy, he could have won it for them. He could have scored goals either side of the of the of, of half time. So, I think if you're a Sofi fan, you're going to be optimistic about this season as well. They've lost Odegaard, but you've got David Silva coming back in when he's back to full fitness. He's hmm. still got something to offer. He's, he's still he's still David Silva. Yeah. Uh, he made a kind of it was about twenty minutes he got in in that game as well. But the spend of the team is there, and a the thing that people forget about Real Sofi Dad is that. The same as Athletic Bilbao, they rely heavily on the Cantera on the youth team as well. A lot yeah. of their players are Basques, and they come through that system as well. Yeah. It's not just Athletic Club that do that; Real I'd do it as well. And so, for all that they they maybe have, will lose a couple of big players this season, they're used to dealing with that they're used to the best players going off to other places and having to rely on that Cantera. So, I don't know. It's it's not as uh, the, towards the end of last season you maybe would have been a bit worried for them, but I think they're I think they're going to be. Yeah, all right. If they if they play like they did the other night, I think they'll be I think they'll be good. And especially with Silva coming
1: back in. Yeah, it's very exciting with David Silva coming back in, and that twenty million euro for Diego Llorente going to Leeds. Imagine that money going into the to Cantera. Yeah. The youth setup, you know, it's it's huge for them.
0: Yeah. Okay, let's have a look at some of the other games. Um, where to begin with this one? Well, possibly best player of the of the day I thought was Moreno. Now you were saying to me before this, you think he's maybe one of the best strikers in Spain you would You would, yeah. you would stick to your guns in on that one
1: yeah definitely I think he, he doesn't get the credit he deserves maybe because he's playing with Villarreal mm-hmm. he's not being watched week in week out but his his stats are, are fantastic now over the last couple of seasons he's got a lovely left foot Um, very fond of a, a volley and the odd screamer here and there he scored a beautiful goal last season with an assist from Santi cathorla Um, left-footed volley from the edge of the box just landed in the middle of nowhere and he he hits it first time so sweet left foot um, was called up recently to the Spanish squad as well which he definitely deserves because he's quite consistent and leads the line pretty well with Paco Alcácer. so I think all eyes are on Villarreal now early on because of all their new sign-ins with Parejo, Coquilán um, you know they've a pretty good team. There are Kubo's coming good. in on loan as well. So yeah, I think Moreno's been there. He's been one of their main players for several years now, and he just keeps scoring.
0: Yeah, not bad. Was right after that goal the other day against Eibar, two one victory, but just absolutely brilliant goal. Reminded me at a touch of Marco van Basten against England in nineteen eighty eight. <laughs> just the way he turns a defender and just batters it in, and it's like, it was It was really beautiful to watch, and he's got that in his locker, he's got a little bit extra there, so yep. BRL looking very exciting, and I think they'll probably grow from strength to strength, week by week, as the team, the sort of new-look team get to know each other a little bit better. Um Betis, again, they're sort of like joint top of the table with Granada. Mm. Um Obviously, the last two years, they've not been great to watch Betis. Both under kinda of, later stage with Setti and and Ruby. They seem to get bogged down in the middle of the park quite a lot, but this season they've been they've been pretty decent. Uh had a, a very good result at the weekend uh, just there, 2-0 against by the lead. By the lead aren't a team that are gonna come at you and, and put you under pressure or whatever, but they they looked pretty solid, I thought. Yes, by the lead.
1: Yeah, two wins from two for Manuel Pellegrini, so he'll be chuffed pretty much the exact same team as last season, who really underperformed under Ruby you know they've got cracking players there Nabil Fakir Joaquin at 39 still a legend still going strong starting La Liga games uh, Sergio Canales as well and Borja Iglesias who's yet to register a goal we're dying for him to score because he joined last season for 28 million euro and hasn't hit the ground running at all so uh-huh. I think um, with Pellegrini it's generally exciting he, he's got a good record in Spain with Real Madrid Malaga and Villarreal as well. So now with Betis, you know, we're expecting much better season than last season in 14. You'd expect them to to get into the top 10. Uh a lot depends on Iglesias as well because when you look around there aren't too many strikers there that that will come in and score lots of goals. Yeah. So they're kind of hoping for him to kick on this season and he seems like a really good guy they call him the panda. And <laughs> off off the field he, he he's quite a, he's quite a good guy uh Borja Iglesias.
0: Yeah, I've seen him on Larissa being interviewed and stuff, which is a just a TV show yeah. here on, on Moby Star and he's, he seems like a really nice guy and comes across really well. Yeah. I think he argument to be made that he's, he's sort of the missing piece of the puzzle, if he can mm. if he can really get going, because this is a team that knows each other, and it's a team that has quality, and it's a team that massively underachieved last season, and I, I think that that game the other day, you saw a lot of really good link-up play mm. between Fakir, Canales, and tell you who was holding it all together Joaquin Joaquin yeah. was playing just behind Iglesias mm-hmm. who again didn't really do, do too much but Joaquin was just incredible Yeah. he, he, he can take the ball anywhere he's just got that experience he can take his ball with the back to play yeah. moving forward he can dribble it he can beat people and he's yeah, he's, he's, he's getting on a bit and you know, and he, he can he can
1: still do this. So he's as fresh as a daisy, he really is it's 39. It's incredible, like a fine wine getting better with age. But I'll tell you who's a big sign in there Claudio Bravo talking mm-hmm. about experience with Joaquin. That's that's experience in nets. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joel Robles was a bit dodgy at times last season. I think he'll come in and steady the ship. Bravo coming in from Man City, so yeah. Um future's looking brighter definitely for Betis it's only two it's only two games in and we can't get overly excited but I think with the likes of Joaquin there there's kind of a soft spot for Betis
0: yeah yeah speaking of uh, older lads doing a good job 35 year old Roberto Saldado, what a goal that was Mm. um Mm -hmm. He was running at 34 miles an hour, uh, kilometers an hour, sorry, when he started to go I
1: hope it wasn't mild.
0: Yeah, yeah, well, 35 miles an hour would be quite an achievement. 34 kilometers an hour, Uh 35 years old, 34 kilometers an hour. Not bad <laughs> speed for a guy of that age. Uh you might need to kind of question the defender. Eli's, uh, realize, Rodrigo Eli's speed there because he's—I don't know what age Eli is—but he's a fair bit younger than Soldado. Yeah. But when, you, if you watch the go back, he goes past him like an absolute rocket. I think it's more surprising than anything because when Soldado gets the ball, you don't really expect him to run at you like that. But he really, like, he was absolutely incredible. Eli's twenty-six. Twenty-six. So yeah, he needs to—he needs to sort that out. He's probably faster than me. To be fair, I'm twenty-six as well. But it's um, yeah, just. That, I, you Probably wasn't expecting Soldado to, to to run like that, but he had a good six yards on mm. Soldado and he just whizzed past him, absolutely
1: brilliant. Granada looking good. Yeah, Granada had arguably their best season last season ever in the club's history, yeah. getting Europa League football, so it's a real shame that there's no fans going to these games for Granada. It's a small city, a real university town and... It's a real shame because they're, they're they're flying again. It's pretty much the same team. Luis Mía has come in there as well. Looks like a quality midfielder. Uh, Jesus Balejo is on loan from Real Madrid. He's rock solid at the back alongside Domingos Duarte. Yeah, and again, they're, they're going to build on it from last season. Diego Martinez, who is one of the youngest coaches in the league, if not the youngest mm. coach, 38-39. Yeah, so Diego Martinez is doing... A phenomenal job there, and with Soldado leading the line, there's goals again. Like Joaquin Soldado's one of the elder statesmen of La Liga, and he's still doing the business. So, yeah, you'd fancy Granada to, to have another big season this season. With Europe, you know, you're always looking at the squad and the size of the squad, and it takes its toll. But they've brought in some players, they've got Jorge Molina in from Getafe, another veteran. Uh, Kennedy has come in as well, mm. left winger. So yeah, they've added to the squad. Uh, Luis Mia, as I said before, so I
0: think that's the strength of their squad is the mm. midfield. Uh, Gonalons in there, the French French player Montoro, yeah, Yangel uh, Herrera and Mia, as you mentioned, I think is a is a great addition and a yeah. great story as well. Mm. His father was a great player, played for Barcelona and Valencia. Mm. And uh, he sort of made it late because he's the same age as same age as me. He's twenty six. Yeah. Uh, and he's uh, he's he was playing for Fuenlabrada and all that. He scored at the Bernabeu a couple of seasons ago for mm. Fuenlabrada. Mm. Real, real rocket. We going into Keylor Navas. He, he's obviously he's obviously got it, and it's great to see him kicking on. And he's one of these guys that has made it late and really works. He really works on on the yeah. park, and that's what a team like Granada needs, I think. Uh. A the a guy that's going to run around a bit. Mm. <laughs> um, okay, what else, what else, what else? Oh, Thelta. Absolutely brilliant from... Uh, you've got, got to talk about Yago Aspas. Yeah. We'll talk about all the problems that Valencia have yeah. at the moment, but what a player. Um, two goals, 2-1, two, one, two, one win away, not two... Oh, no, was it away? No, it was at the, um, at the Battle of Edos. Yeah. 2-1 win, doesn't really matter, no fans any, so... Yeah. Um, but yeah, 2-1 win, absolutely excellent performance what did you make mm. of, of him the other day
1: yeah that free kick yeah absolute beauty uh, right into the stanchion top bins and keeper had no chance so it's hard to know It's out of ego isn't it because as we've been speaking about it's you know it's a window of no real transfers again because the clubs just can't do it mm. but on paper Celta have a good team and you're thinking there isn't much need for change there it's just about getting it actually right on the pitch mm and with Aspas you've always got a chance he's been doing it for years now and leads the line really well uh, local boy captain of Celta and he, he seems to just come up with it every time they need him they've struggled in recent years just surviving every time so Celta fans will be hoping that this season they're able to kick on a little bit and and get away from that danger zone because it's been real squeaky bum time up at Galicia now and in, in Vigo for, for the last couple of years and you're looking at the likes of Dennis Suarez there and you're thinking okay this is a better team um, and it should be way up in the table. Nolito came in at the end of last season from Sevilla as well. So he'll, he'll have stuff to offer. And it's just about getting it right at the back, I think. I think going yeah. forward with Aspas, there's always going to be goals. and uh, Nolito should add goals as well to that. And I didn't think that beat Valencia, to be honest. Valencia started really well against Levante on the, on the opening day, winning 4-2. Uh, when I saw the teams, I was thinking... A fancy Valencia or a draw here. So with with Celta, that's a pretty decent win, and they'll be they'll be delighted to actually get going.
0: Yeah, I think that Nolito was great. We're sort of expecting him to be good now because he has been good since he's come in, and he, mm. he puts in a real shift as well. I don't know how many kilometers he ran the other day, but it was something crazy. Yeah, covered a lot of ground, especially for the age that he is. Uh, he was good. One surprise performance, which I am happy to see, is Suarez. Dennis Suarez playing well because he's been a bit touching. Touch and go kind of thing. He's mm. a bit up, been a bit up and down since he since he arrived at Celta but no, he was he was good the other night. It was just a good all round uh, team team performance. It's a good CV,
1: Dennis Suarez, isn't he? Yeah, Barcelona, Arsenal. So you're thinking, okay, you should be able to handle it at Celta He's been disappointing, but you you
0: could you could say that about quite a lot of players who have been at Celta over the last uh, few years. So, mm. but um, yeah, they've been fighting with relegation for last two years in a row now, and they've. Basically, had Aspas to thank for for not being in being in Segunda
1: now. Yeah, they could well be in Segunda.
0: The, the, the amount of goals that he scored. Valencia are pretty poor defensively. Um, I don't want to be nasty again, but Diacabi really he's just an absolute bomb scare. He really is. Like every every time he's got it, he's just he's just not not. I don't really know what the problem is. He's obviously you're 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 a, you're a good player if you're playing at that level. Nobody's nobody saying that, but he just it seems like he's got no confidence. And uh, he's there was I mean, he allows the ball to bounce and things like that. He doesn't come out to meet headers and things. I think it's just a confidence issue.
1: Yeah. I don't know why Hugo Guillemon started on the bench to be honest, because he was brilliant last season. When 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 football resumed in June, he, he stepped up and, and was really good, made his debut against Levante in the Derby, and looked like a real leader there. So I was actually surprised that he was left out. Maybe he will come in. Um I'm not sure if if Javi Gracia fancies him or if it's just a lack of experience there but I think he's he's definitely one for the future and and a solid player
0: for mm-hmm. well, fans I think at the moment will have a bit of patience with the manager and, and the players mm. so you won't hear as much uh, you won't hear as many complaints about it because the, the real anger at the club has been directed towards the board and has yeah. been for the last few years but particularly now with that exodus in, in summer of, of all the players it's it's not looking good off the field there for them. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a, I think it's been a, a, a good result for Thelta and it's something that's,
1: that's definitely positive for them. Mm. Great story, Cadiz. Yeah. For getting their first three points in the board. First three points in 14 years. And again, it's another veteran, Alvaro Negredo. Negredo, yeah. Uh, big man, was at Man City. And he's been around uh, Spain international as well played at Valencia so he's got goals in him he was over in the in the Far East playing and come back in and really good signing from from Cadiz to get him on board Uh, he I think he had a couple of other offers in La Liga but he ended up joining the Garitanos down south so that'll be interesting and he could be the difference in them staying up you wouldn't know but again three points away to also newly promoted Huesca definitely a good result for them early doors to get to get points on the table so i think they'll be they'll be happy to have Negredo in goal scoring form because he's one of these players confidence player hits the ground running and you never know he could get he could get them up the table and and get himself into double figures so they've made a couple of signings uh jens Jonsen and and they've brought in a couple of other players to kind of boost their squad as well um with Primera football you know it just has to be done sometimes you're making you're making the step up from Segunda to Primera and you just need that investment and they've got um, American shareholders as well so they might have a bit of cash mm. uh, unlike many other clubs in Spain at the moment I think they've got uh, some reserves behind them in order to make these required investments because when you get into La Liga you know there's a there's an extra cash flow coming yeah. that you wouldn't get in Segunda yes
0: yeah, so obviously it goes without saying it's this big step up I think it's what happened to Mallorca last yeah, is they we're playing a, a top flight campaign with a, a, a second division squad. Yeah. And, and their owners admitted that. Yeah, and they just weren't good enough. Yeah. Kubo was a sort of it was easy for easy for him to stand out in that team. So, mm. it'll be interesting to see what happens with Cadeth and I think everybody is pretty much sort of quietly cheering for them because they're quite a popular team. Yeah. Uh, Cadeth and we've been quite a while without them in the league, so it's uh, good to yeah. see them doing well. Uh so we have a look ahead at the this weekend's fixtures.
1: Yeah, we've got a few interesting ones coming up this weekend. Atletico Madrid play Granada, who are leading La Liga after, after two games. So, they'll you know, they'll come to the one in Metropolitano thinking, we can do a job here, we can get a point and, and get a, a good result on the road. Atletico have had a horrid couple of weeks. Oh. Diego Simeone tested positive for coronavirus, so he's been self-isolating. Uh, Jose Maria Jimenez, who plays centre back and recently was, um, was linked with a move to Manchester City. He also tested positive, so training was actually suspended the other morning, um, just a few days out from this Granada game. So preparation hasn't been ideal at all, um, and they decided just to disp- suspend the training session because there was tests coming back, and several players had to wait on that. So you know, it just. With Suarez coming in, I suppose it's kind of changed the mood in the camp and that'll help Atletico fans. Their website actually crashed last night with the Suarez news, so they'll, they'll be jumping on that. morata um, is gone. I don't think they'll be, they'll be too disappointed with that. But yeah, it's a very tricky one to call Atletico-Granada because of the disruption due to coronavirus this yeah, week absolutely. at Atletico. Uh, Andalusia, Derby, Cadiz Sevilla. and Sevilla... Yeah. That's another another nice one to look out for, um, Basque Derby as well. Ibar Athletic Club. So yeah, a couple couple of good games, and then Barcelona they make their first um, game of the season as well. They're playing Villarreal at home. So very hard to know how that one's going to go because they're kind of in disarray at the moment.
0: Yeah, but the 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 preseason hasn't been going too badly. Mm, but to they're playing
1: see. they're playing relatively smaller teams, aren't they?
0: They are, and they've been sort of... I think, I think Koeman's gone in there with a clear idea of how he wants to play, certainly the formation he wants to play. Um, having Messi back, I mean, it was obviously... It was it was a complete disaster, that whole thing, but he, mm. he's back, he's there, and he, he's been playing as well in pre-season, so I think that'll be interesting to see how that goes. I've got no idea how it's going to play out, but it'll be. that's the game I'm really looking forward to at the weekend, just to see how they do line up in a La Liga match at home to Villarreal. The battered
1: Villarreal in La Ceramica mm-hmm. when, when football returned over the summer oh. uh, and that was Griezmann Suarez Messi um, the MSG really right. linking up that's gone now so it's yeah. a different story but yeah they definitely know how to beat Villarreal but their first game of the season it's a it's a tricky one to call Villarreal have two games under their belt as well but they've got a brand new team um, trying to kind of get shape and get to know each other and so yeah good good game on paper very very good game
0: yeah I'm looking forward to Betis and Madrid as well I think that'll be good because what we were talking about earlier what a bet is going to be like when Mm. a team comes at them because you have to say the the first two teams that they they played against they're not the kind of teams that are going to be putting you under too much pressure they're not going to be making your life too difficult you're up against the champions now albeit at home Um, but you're not going to have that home atmosphere you're not going to have the people backing you Fifty four thousand rocking Benito via yeah. Marine. That's a that's a twelfth man for Betis. Well, that that game last season was the last one that Madrid lost unbelievably yeah. in uh, in the league. Um, right before lockdown, it was against against Betis, and they really like it was it was absolutely rocking. Yeah, you know, and um, yeah, this it was, it'll be a, a big test, and what a time it would be for Borja Iglesias to step up to step up to the.
1: Plate. And a slight bit of pressure on Real Madrid because they drew their opening game. They need to get a win. Yeah. That's the thing.
0: Yeah, the people are already reading into that. And it's incredible, isn't it, how it, it happens every season. Mm. The first bad result Madrid have, what's the solution? Feature cracks, you know, sign the sign the top players. Yeah. Every single year, the same thing happens. Yeah. But uh, to not score a goal in the opening day, and they were drawn parallels with Barcelona last season, they didn't score a goal in their open, the opening day. So it's like the second season in a row where the champions haven't scored in their opening day. Mm. It's a crisis. So we need to sign absolutely everybody. Mm so we'll see how that is we'll see how that plays out uh, I'm looking forward to that one Alaves Kadhafi Kadhafi won against uh, Osasuna the other day mm. classic Kadhafi just difficult to break down difficult to difficult to beat I kind of wonder how they're going to do this season Um, they're not the prettiest to watch but it's yeah I don't know I don't really don't know how that one's going to play out uh, Osasuna were pretty poor and I think that's be a massive massive hit in confidence the, the fact that Jimmy Avila's it's
1: just such a shame isn't it disaster their star man yeah another ACL injury as well it's just horrible luck for him was
0: it the other leg
1: yeah that's such bad that's such bad luck you know it's
0: just it could be a kind of career ending kind of thing talisman
1: as well yeah so yeah they they could struggle they had a really good first season back last year but they could struggle this year also sooner. yeah Okay,
0: well, I think that's uh, that's us about time. Um, Okay, well, we'll be back next week. We don't know what day yet, but uh, if you enjoyed it, uh, keep reading our, our articles and get Spanish Football News. What's the Twitter handle? At G Spanish
1: FN. Very good,
0: at G Spanish FN. Okay, that's all we've got time for this week. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you again soon. Adios. Hasta luego.